I got a chance to listen to your podcast though, man. The Milkman podcast. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, uh, no, it's really cool. My, I, I like it. I appreciate it. You yeah. know, it's uh, I, I really got the motivation to do it. Um, I'd say this past spring, just yeah. because um, I got to the point where I'd spent two years out of high school and um, being in boarding school, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty unique experience as compared to just like a normal public or private high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot more stories that, you know, we, you know, we're, we're very independent from, you know, our parents and from, you know, other people that are just around you all the time. So we have a lot of stories that, you know, don't get told very often to parents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to ultimately reach out to people who are willing to, you know, speak and tell some of those stories and, uh, you know, just give people a, a better perspective on what it's like to, to be a boarding school student, but also a boarding school athlete. So that's kind of my motivation going right now. Well, I'm guessing being an athlete, athlete in boarding school, you know, you don't have, you're not going back home to a family after every practice. So I guess, I guess I feel as though the motivation is far more internal. Like it's entirely from you, essentially. I mean, I know you have your family there, but you're not. Right. You're just going back to the school, you know. So. Right. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's more. There's more involved with like drumming up the 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 feeling to just sort of keep practicing and everything. So. Yeah. What, which yeah, sport, absolutely. Which sport did you play though? So I, I played football and uh, lacrosse varsity okay. in high school, and then uh, I I played I played JV basketball for a couple of years, and uh, Jesus, that was man. pretty hard to watch. So, <laughs> um, you, you were, so so the basketball didn't work out as well as you had planned. Well, I I actually I did that for three years. I okay. did that uh, freshman through junior year, and then my senior year, I actually became the team manager for the team. Dude, and, fantastic. Um, yeah, that, that was a really fun experience. Um, you know, our, our head coach, Jason Carney, you know, he was um, he was a bit crazy, but and he was very, <laughs> very high strung. You know, he was basketball, basketball, basketball. And, you know, you just fed off his energy and you fed off of his knowledge. So you okay. know, kind of being the manager under him, you know, he just made sure that everything was you know tied with a bow. Yeah. So it, it, you know, my job was fun. It, it wasn't necessarily easy, but, it, you know, along the entire way, it was fun and it was informative so. no that's awesome man i uh i have i i have some massive respect for people who play lacrosse it's one of those like contact sports that's not talked about enough because everything you got right. the big ones you got you know football and shoot you know hockey's big in there for for just being as as brutal as it is but you don't think i don't think people think a lot about lacrosse you know so right no, I, I have you kept up with it at all? Are you do you, like I don't know if there's any are there any recreational lacrosse clubs like at college where you're at right now? Yeah, I mean there's you know there there's there's club lacrosse team there's a club lacrosse team at the University of Miami which is where I go. Yeah, um, and I'm on the team and all the guys are great. Our president's great, um, and you know just around Miami there there's tons of men's lacrosse clubs and men's lacrosse leagues that you can join. Of course, lacrosse isn't as popular in the South as it is in the Northeast and, yeah. you know, in Boston and New York and, you know, where all the schools are. Yeah. Um, and like being like, I was born in Virginia okay. um, and I lived there uh, for the first 10 years of my life. And at the time, lacrosse wasn't really big, sure. but at the same time, I'd say, the two biggest, 
I mean, the two, I mean, I'd say Virginia is probably the second biggest state for lacrosse behind yeah. Maryland. So, okay. um, it, it ultimately just grew so fast to the point where, you know, people that I'm reconnecting with now who are from Virginia, who are in their twenties, you know, they're playing college lacrosse. And I have one friend who, um, uh, is on the men's lacrosse team at Harvard and, you know, he, he's six, four, um, you know, really, really jacked. And he came and he came up playing lacrosse. And, you know, the reason why he's so big and so strong is, you know, like you were saying, it's one of those, it's a contact sport. It it, it beefs you up. It's not like football. Yeah. It's completely in many ways. It's similar, but it's also completely different than football. But yeah, if you're, if you're going to play lacrosse, if you're not, you know, strong, fast and durable, then Mm. you're just not going to survive. That's (laughs) why I love it. Crumble. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. It's such a, it, and it's kind of, kind of an odd sport too. When you break down like the equipment and everything, and you think about what goes into it, such a, right. such a unique thing too. But you know, I, I bring brings a question to mind though. You know, when, what are some of the main differences you found or you find when you talk to people that exist between going to a boarding school and just going to a regular high school? You know, because I imagine, I imagine you have peer pressure, a lot of the usual stuff, but. Uh, if it's a boarding school, it's just like it's it's all dudes, right? There's no like co-ed anything. Well, my my school, so I went to I went to boarding school in Southern California. Oh, nice. Um, and the school itself was co-ed. Uh, there's a lot of all boys schools and all girls schools. Okay. I mean, to be frank, there's no way I'd, I'd survive in an all boys school. <laughs> Dude, I, so. I understand, but that's why I'm like, I it, part of me was relieved when you said co-ed. Like, <laughs> right when you said that, I was like, "Phew, good, okay, I'm glad." Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have didn't to struggle that much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't imagine. You know, living at home. I have a. I have an older brother, and yeah. I, I love my older brother. But uh-huh. like coming up with him, I can't imagine being surrounded by like, you know, 260 older brothers. You know, kind of oh, like for it, big time. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like the it's like the girls kind of you know even it out and make it a little bit more chill and a little bit more of a uh, fun time. But yeah. you know, my school my school is also you know talking about some of the differences between boarding school and just like a regular high school. I mean, my school just in general compared to other boarding schools is really unorthodox. Yeah. Um, basically, day one. Uh, I don't know if I told you this before. Day one of uh, my freshman year um, and everybody's freshman year, the, the introduction to the school, the school orientation is you're given a horse and you have to ride the horse five days a week and take care of it twice a day, every single day for the entire year, for your entire freshman year. Uh, I didn't even know such a thing existed in the United States that well, there's just <laughs> that process like that's, that literally sounds like something you do in, in Britain, like something you show up and be like, okay, you must take care of your horse, you know? That's what, that's what that's where my my brain goes well damn, yeah you know what okay. yeah i mean you know what it, it was it was pretty much the same thing i'm not gonna lie i yeah. mean the only the only primary difference was um you know a lot of obviously we, we were saying previously that you know boarding school is more so popular in in europe and, yeah you know it's not not as as popular in the United States and certainly not in Southern California, you know, you see all the big boarding schools in the Northeast and, you know, a bunch of big lacrosse boarding schools as well up there. Um, yeah, but it was, uh, we, we had to ride Western, which, you know, there's, there's two primary types of writing. There's English and there's Western okay. you know, English is 
like show jumping. It's where you have to wear the really, really very tight pants. And yeah, 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 yeah. And the the horses are very, what's the word? Um, very elegant compared to. I, I'd say all horses are elegant, but English horses are a little bit more. I get what you you're know, saying though. Aesthetic. Like I've, I've watched it. You know, when you watch the jumping, like you, oh, the first thing that goes through your mind is like, wow, those horses are like very beautiful. Like just, yeah, it, yeah. like like a like majestic or whatever you want to call them, you know? So no, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I guess, so I guess the Western, the horses would be a little more like rough around the edges kind of. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're less aesthetic. Okay. You know, I, I'd say they're, I'd say they're stronger and faster. Okay. Um, you know, it, it depends on it's like that movie, basis with the horse. It's like that movie Hidalgo. Like, uh, if you've ever seen that movie, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, it's like that horse, maybe. I don't. That's what. That's what comes to mind. I'm like those. That's what the. That's what horse you're talking about, right there. The Mustang. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. For sure. And actually, funny story. Um, before I went to boarding school, I lived in Bell, Colorado, okay. for, um, myself full time for four years. Um, my family. My family lived there full time for seven years, and they moved full time down here to Miami, in uh. I think it was the fall of 2018. Oh, wow. Um, so when we lived in Colorado, we had a ranch. We actually had a ranch that we were part owners at. And at the ranch, you could, um, you know, shoot pistols, shoot shotguns, shoot rifles. Yeah. Um, you know, go golfing, go hunting. Um, but also we had a, a big horse pasture. And um, we had, I can't remember how many horses we had. One of the other part owners in the ranch, he owns, like talking about the movie Hildago. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember how many horses were used in that movie, like seven or eight. Um, but he owned one of them and he kept no. it at, yeah. And he kept it at the ranch. Um, I got to ride. Yeah. I, I got to ride Hidalgo. I don't know, probably three or four different times, but I mean, Dude. talk about a Talk about a, a majestic horse that's, you know, an aesthetic, you know, kind of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of horses. Like, you got it. You know, that's that's him right there. Holy um, shit, man. That is that is what's up. I love that. Yeah. Damn. So, it, it was, I mean, we didn't even know. We, you know, we, we joined the ranch and, um, you know, our, our fellow partner was like, hey, that horse, hey, my horse is in a movie. And we we're like, oh, okay, what movie? And he said, Hildago. And my mom had a heart attack. Ah. You know, she, had, she had that, you know, she had seen that movie, you know, you know five, movie. Or, five or ten times at that oh, point. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. great movie. As far, as far as horse movies go, I mean, it's, you know, the bar is not incredibly high, but that genuinely was like a decent action movie, you know, with a horse. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll ask you this, too. I know, um, well, what, shoot, what's your favorite movie right now? Just since we're my on favorite that topic. movie, yeah. Do you have? Oh man. Well, I you know I asked people that question, but that's such a loaded question because it's like, yeah. I, I mean, you can't ever go. Yes, it's this. This is my favorite. I love this movie. There's always like a list or something <sighs> sentimental, what you grew up watching. You know, something you just uh, was always on. Yeah. Um. We'll get back damn, to the fitness such... stuff. I just I'm just curious. Yeah. Um. Damn, that's a tough question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really, <laughs> yeah, I really, really like, I'd say my favorite movie is probably Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. That's I, do, my, I love that though. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I, I can't, I, I can't say that's, that's like that when I say, well, no, I, I don't think I can think of another one that kind of like you just, that's a good comfort movie. 
Yeah. yeah. If you're talking about if you're talking about like historical movies, I'd say that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to more recent movies, m- movies that have come out in the past, you know, decade or so. Yeah. Um, I really like Django Unchained. That was. I'm a big Quentin, Quentin Tarantino fan, so I, I'd say that's probably my favorite movie from him besides Pulp Fiction. Okay. Did you um, uh, Did you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I, I did. Yeah, okay. that was a uh, different, very, very different. different. It was a very, it was a very long movie, but the yes. end kind of made it worth it. See, so. I, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was when it, when I was watching it, I, I'm, and you know, I guess this goes with most Tarantino movies, but you're kind of like, where's it going? And then all of a sudden it like just kind of, just kind of wraps up. It's like just one b- right. big thing happens and they're like, okay, here we go. I was like, all right. Right. Damn, bro. Well, you know, back to your, uh, I guess back to your, your boarding school and everything. What, what are you, what are you trying to teach people through the podcast? Are you trying to help them understand maybe ways that they can get through schooling, just like taking a boarding school mindset with them? Yeah. I mean, you know, going to boarding school, the biggest, um, the biggest benefit for me was mm-hmm. the fact that I was always a very independent kid. Um, nice. So I went to, I went to a private school for middle school and that's where my brother ended up, ended up graduating high school. Um, and, you know, my parents and everybody around me, they always told me that I was super, super independent and that's why I should go. Nice. Um, and I think if you're in high school, you know, being independent from, it's good to be independent you know, personally, you know, whether it's from your family or just from being at school all the time. Um, I think that's good, generally speaking, but yeah. you, you know, it, the boarding school experience differs for everybody. Some people, they just overindulge in the independence piece, you know, their, their first year, their first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they ultimately end up having to leave either because their grades aren't high enough or, you know, in the case of my school, or they would get kicked out for, um, for whatever reason, for breaking major school rules. Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing is about, the thing is about boarding school is that, you know, because you have a greater degree of independence from your family, doesn't necessarily mean you have a greater, um, you know, better, more independence from the school itself. Because if you're away from home, then you're constantly, constantly watched. You're being watched every minute of the day. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you if you make a mistake, then it, it's, you know, boarding school is an experience where, every, where it's high school. It's just like high school, except everybody is living together mm-hmm. and nothing is secret. There are no secrets at all. So combining that with, you know, um, being around, you know, being around your friends all the time, but also, you know, being watched constantly. It's like, you know, you always have a target on your back. It's like you screw up once or you make one small mistake that might pass at other high schools. It's just not going to pass at boarding school. So, wow. And especially because my school was very, very strict with a number of things. Okay. Had to, you know, obviously you had to ride a horse your entire freshman year. Um, (laughs) People of people of all grades, yeah, it was, uh, and, you know, and I might as well add some people stayed with the horse program. I didn't just because after a year I was cooked and I just wanted to do something different. I wanted to focus more on sports. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, every, every year that you're at my school and every year that you're at boarding school, it might be the same at other schools. I'm not sure you have some sort of outstanding responsibility that's okay. kind of specific to your grade as a freshman at my school, you had to write a horse as a sophomore then you had to, we also had a formal dinner. So we had to dress up in coat and tie four nights a week and eat dinner as a community four um, nights a week. Jeez, yeah. Man. Dude, this is, uh, I, it is, is blowing my mind because I, it, it's so strange how I didn't actually know this existed. You know, that's, that's how detached I think most people probably are. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's just a different experience and, yeah. you know, boarding school, you know, boarding school is obviously not accessible to, to everybody. It's very, very expensive mm -hmm. and, you know, there, there aren't as many boarding schools uh, here in the U.S. I'm, I'm not sure. It, it's just not as popular in the U.S. You know, in yeah. the U.S. it's really popular to, you know, to stay at home. High school. Right. Public yeah. or private high school. So for sure. Um, but we had to you know, we had to we had responsibilities that we had to um, live up to every single year. So mm. sophomore year, we had to set the dinner table for formal formal dinner. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, junior year, we had to, um, actually, uh, serve people. So we'd have to work in the kitchens, you know, serving people at, at tables and, you know, filling up trays with food and taking and, and, you know, giving them to people and they would take it to tables, stuff like that. Jeez. And then your senior year, you're basically given, um, a set number of leadership positions. You know, the, the idea is that the seniors lead the school, okay. you know, they lead everybody under them and below them. Um, so it is a bit of a hierarchical system, but you know, that's just the rules that they put in place. It's like, Hey, if you can make it all the way through this system, then when you're a senior, you're going to have a lot more responsibility. Yeah. Um, is if you didn't already, <laughs> um, but wow. it's, it's, it's worth it, you know? And, and for some people boarding school is absolutely worth it. I, I think it was absolutely worth it for me just because yeah. it exposed me to new things and new types of people, but it's, it's not for everybody. Well, I, and yeah, it's, it's true though. It's kind of, it is very, it's, it's a very small amount of people who would go into that. Do you, do you think though, coming out of boarding school, you felt like you kind of wanted to do away with all the structure and everything? Like you really tried to like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to move on. Or did you kind of, did you kind of take that, that discipline and apply it to other things in your life? Cause I'd just be, well, I'd just be like, screw it. I'm going to do what I want, you know? Right. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I took a lot of lessons from Thatcher. Um, yeah. I'd say one of them was discipline. Okay. Um, just cause coming up through the horse program, I mean, that'll teach you discipline, you know, on week one, Yeah. you know, if, if you're, cause if you're not waking up, you know, you had to wake up at 6am every morning to muck your horse's stall and to, to brush him off and to, you know, brush his mane and screw stuff like that. that. And, and you were, and you were evaluated for it. If you messed up in one area, then you would be penalized for it. Um, so, I mean, I definitely took the discipline. It, it taught me discipline. And I, I'd say I definitely took that with me beyond, um, beyond boarding school. And after mm -hmm. I graduated, um, but after boarding school, I was kind of in the same situation that I was freshman year. I was, I was cooked. I, I didn't want to, I wanted to try something completely different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody, uh, you know, so I kind of took that approach. I took the, the, you know, what I learned, but I just did something different. Okay. You know? So I kind of said, 
you know, screw the program, screw the system. I'm going to go do my own thing. But at the same time, I, I took lessons from it. Um, yeah, bro, that's awesome. And, and you're right. At, and you're at Miami right now too, huh? You're, you're doing college right now, in Miami. Yes, sir. Awesome, man. I like it, bro. That's, that's, yeah. that's what's up. Completely, completely different from Southern California. Oh, it's literally, it's on the, it's on it's the opposite side of the country and it's the opposite side of the spectrum for literally everything. Um, so man, yeah, it's, it's true. Like, and also just, I mean, shoot, everything's different politically. You know, I, I'm sure the environment's, well, I don't know, man. I, I know Miami to be a real, um, it's a big place. I've talked to some people from Miami and it's, and it's got its roots in real, uh, status influencer status, especially for right. people within fitness, like just pretty looking people for the most part. And that's, that's kind of my, yeah my uh assumption of what miami would be and then turns out it's it kind of is like that to a certain degree you know uh you know more than i would though i you know you're there <laughs> so i mean I, you know what you, you you hit it right on the head i mean yeah. you know miami's one of the most dynamic dynamic cities in the world there you it's go. also you know everybody's heard of it you know whether it be for good reasons or bad reasons yeah <laughs> So, and you know, it's, it's, you have so many people and you have so many, you know, either attractive or like high status people, like you said, yeah. you know, wanting to come down here and, 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 and either build their brand or expand on it. Um, True. And, you know, you, you know, me personally, my attitude is like, what better place to do it? Yeah. You know? And that's, and then that brings us to your, your brand that you're trying to build through training. I mean, you're in a good place for it, I imagine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of. With with what you've been doing, you told me, you know, yesterday you said that, you know, you've been training for a while. You've kind of been you've been building this this personal experience with training. D do you think that you be able to expand pretty easily from for, just because of where you are and what kind what you're trying to do, especially Instagram, like reaching out to people? You're you're right. a step ahead just just with that active networking procedure you've got. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of fitness influencers down here. Um, yeah. and you know, there's, and there's a lot of also incredible athletes who come out of South Florida. Oh, so, yeah. and you know, that's my, that's my, that's my goal. My goal is to, to train athletes and to, you know, train people who, who don't mess around at the gym, who are really committed to either improving themselves, improving their performance. Damn right. You know, that's, that's my target audience. And, I mean, you, you just find a, a multitude of that down here. You know, it's, 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 you know, this is the city for it. Dude, I love that, man. And as far as, as far as what you're doing in the gym, you know, I've, I've kind of looked at your stuff on Instagram and everything. So it's, it's your, what, what are what's your goals personally right now with your fitness? You're trying to, I imagine just bulk, just kind of go down a, very, a real classic road. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I, I try to, I incorporate a lot of different forms of training and nice. a lot of different training methods. Um, you know, straight out of high school, after I graduated, I had, uh, an internship at, um, a, uh, wealth management firm okay. and my supervisor, He used to be an intern for um, the basketball strength coach at the University of Kansas. Her oh, name's nice. uh, yeah, her name's her name's Andrea Hootie. She okay. works at uh, I think she's the head strength coach for um, 
uh, UT men's basketball. I'd, I'd have to check on that again. Um, but basically he was, he was an intern under her and he was like, Hey, listen, you know, if you're trying to get, you know, strong and fast and powerful, um, you know, you're, you're, it's kind of hard to, it's easier and more effective to do it through athletic training. That was kind of his philosophy and his, um, you know, the, everything that he did revolved around. Yeah. That was his approach. Exactly. So I I kind of, and I was like, teach me everything, teach me everything (laughs) you can. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, um, you know, basically the, my goal has always been to improve my personal fitness, um, you know, or just improve my work capacity. But, you know, for me, that comes about in many ways. I want to improve my numbers on Olympic lifts and on, you know, and on, you know, big compound lifts, like, you know, squat, bench, and deadlift. Um, I used to do primarily bodybuilding. Um, I've kind of moved away from that now just because, I did that forever. I did that throughout high school mm-hmm. and, um, I, I wanted to explore and, and do other things, but you know, for me, I, I want to want to stay fit. And I also want to grow on my, um, you know, grow, you know, improve my strength, power and speed. So I've just kind of been training for that personally. And, um, yeah. I try to incorporate that with my clients as well to some degree. Well, that's cool. I, I do appreciate somebody who can, who can kind of introduce, all these new methods and, and find a way to blend everything together so that it kind of, they all, everything contributes toward a goal, you know, that, that one of your clients has, has set before them, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's legit, man. And then how do you know, um, how do you know our, our mutual friend that that'd be, uh, forgot, <laughs> I forgot. Ella Cagiona. There you go. Ella Cagiona. She's just a schoolmate of yours, I guess. Schoolmate. I um, yeah. Like so it. she's a, <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, she's another uh, personal trainer who goes nice. to the University of Miami. Um, she's she's making moves right now on Instagram, and you know, frankly, she's a badass. I mean, yeah, she's it's, it's pretty cool. She's she's high octane, high motivation, and you know, seeing what she can do and what she's been able to do and how she's been able to grow, like that's you know, even really inspiring for me personally. Um, and yeah. I actually met her one day at the UM gym she was doing a handstand walk in the alley. This was before COVID. <laughs> and I, I, I watched and I was like, okay, that's, that's really impressive. Dude, and she yes. was like, yeah, it's fun. You know, it, it just, you know, you have to, it takes a while to learn, but as soon as you learn it and like she had multiple people in her life who could teach her stuff like that, stuff of that caliber. And she was like, yeah, you just got to, you know, be persistent and work out. And I was like, oh, that's, that's and of sick. course, it's like one of those things where you try it and you fall and bust your ass trying to do it and be like, ah, oh, yep, that's, you know, they embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's that's with it. everything, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's with everything. So, I mean, it, you know, she's obviously, she's definitely overcome a lot of that, I'd expect, in, in her life and obviously yeah. in her career. So, you know, it's 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 super cool to know her and super cool to to be acquainted with her and to see what she's doing. And honestly, like every day she, she shows up in my feed every day. She's literally, you know, first person That's awesome. in my feed on Instagram every single day. And, I'm, you know, it just serves as extra motivation. So.